In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. It's beginning to look a lot like commerce. <laughs> look like what? It's commerce. beginning to look a lot like commerce. Doesn't it always look like that? That's actually a good thing to you go. start talking about because I just saw a Facebook video and I liked the sentiment of it. It was a guy, I think he might be famous, but I didn't recognize him. He just was acting like he was somebody. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how all of the major corporate banks are investors in the Dakota Access Pipeline. That's right. And so he, once he figured this out and realized that you know his primary banks were Chase and Wells Fargo, he's like, screw this, no, no. And so he went to the banks, closed his accounts, pulled all his money out, and told them, them, told them directly, like, I'm doing this because you invest in these big oil companies and you guys are supporting the Access Pipeline. And I want nothing to do with it. So I'm taking my money out. And they're like, oh my God, are you sure? Like, are you sure you want to do that? And he's like, yep, do. And he took his money over to a local credit union and was talking to the lady and asked her, he was like, now you guys don't invest in anything like this or whatever. She's like, no, no. He's like, and if we do, she's like, you're, you have an account with us now. You are now part owner of this bank. Right. So every decision we make like that, we take to the board and to our members. So you will have a say in that. He's like, yep, that's exactly what I want. And this whole message was, you know, we vote, this was my interpretation, like we vote every few years on these big elections and issues, but in between those times, we vote with our dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So by spending money, putting money in banks like that, spending money on companies that do that, kind of ties back into the current shop local um, thing that's going on. You know, we just had, at the time we're recording Saturday. this, we just had shop local Saturday. Um, and I think that's what's kind of great about especially Oklahoma City right now, is you have so many options to put your money back locally. Yeah. I think now, especially the next few years, are gonna, it's going to be more important than ever. To You know, you don't just vote at election day. You vote every well, day with your dollar. People make it easier to shop local with a couple of instances. Like right now, the holiday pop-up shops in Deluxe Winter Market. Right. Yeah, they're fantastic. I mean, I mean, you can walk up. I mean, I've done a lot of shopping so far on Amazon this year, which... You just really, I mean, that's going to be what it is. But those are things that, like, I can't go to Deluxe right. or go to the holiday pop-ups and buy. But I also went and bought some stuff at holiday pop-ups. So, you know, I, I definitely went there first when I started shopping just to see, okay, what do they have? Is there anything here that, you know. So I've been doing almost all my shopping exclusively on Amazon. Yeah. It's I mean, almost impossible to not do it. Right. I mean, and there's some things like if you're buying your kid a set of Legos, you're not probably, I don't know that there are any local shops that are selling Lego kits. No, I don't. I bought her a a new Xbox One. Xbox One? It's it's the Minecraft version. (laughs) I... I literally just ordered that same thing. Did you really? Yeah, like not even about an hour and a half ago. Because it went on sale too. It was was like 250. 
No, it's down to two twelve. I just bought on Amazon for two twelve. Oh, oh really? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> can I go, go back and tell him to give me the lower price? You might be able to price match. Speaking of Legos, did you see that picture? Somebody made a Stephen Hawking out of Legos. Yeah. No, That's pretty cool looking. <laughs> and then actually going back to the I I want to say Dapple thing. Uh, Ward two councilman Ed Shadid. Did you see he's there in North yeah. Dakota? Pretty awesome. That's, that's that some crazy. Councilman is up there. So thanks, Ed, for heading up there and quote unquote laying down in front of the tanks. Yeah, that whole situation kind of just blows my mind a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just seeing the image of those people in the freezing temperatures having high pressure water sprayed on them mm-hmm. and rubber bullets. Well, now the Army Corps, I think. Maybe by the t- day this airs, it will be the date that they're officially shutting down the Army Corps land and going to force the public out. I think it actually is the day that this episode airs. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of a crappy thing, too, because I, I guess I don't understand exactly the... I mean, I understand the idea that this pipeline is supposed to go under the Missouri River and that threatens water for mm-hmm. like a vast majority of that whole section of the country. But I guess I don't know. I guess the land is technically the Army land is, Corps land. Um, yeah, and there were treaties that were made it's, with the um, tribes. It's sacred land. It's sacred land. Right. Somebody likened it to if we tried to run uh, the pipeline through Arlington Cemetery. Yeah. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is that there's a there's a specific area where people are camped. That's the core land that I don't the think Army is. The Army Corps land? That is oh, the okay. same. I got you. That I is the uh, sacred land. And so that's like, it's sort of another subversion, subvertive way of like trying to shut down shut the protest down. is, oh, well, now all that place that you guys are camped out at, you can't stay because we're closing that because of public safety. It's like, well, maybe if you didn't bring militarized police out to shoot these people with rubber bullets and water cannons, there wouldn't be an issue of safety. But, and I hate to be the negative person, but I think generally these things don't ever end well. When you think of most standoffs like this, no. by the time it's over and the dust settles, there's been a there's been a bit of a disaster at the end, and it surely looks like this is where this is headed. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, we've been kind of political lately. It's been a very heated yeah. political season. We had a lot of state questions. We have obviously presidential elections, all the stuff, and there's a bunch of rabbit holes we could go down with still right now. Um, but this thing in particular, like what really just infuriates me as I'm tired of hearing the story that, Oh, these things are safe. There'll never be disasters. There's no real risk. Blah, blah. People are, you know, over hyping the risk of this stuff. And it's like literally while this has been going on, there have been like two or three major oil disasters. Yes, like there has one or two of those involving pipelines busting, yep. mm-hmm. you know, and there was another spill in the Gulf or something like 95,000, Yes, gallons or 95 million <laughs> gallons of oils spilled out. It's like, and the thing that really, it kind of blows my mind is like at this point in time, we should be shifting away because the other thing that has come out during all of this is that Tesla earned more money Saw last that. quarter than the entire oil industry did last year. And those uh, solar power shingles they have. Yeah. The new, their wow. solar city acquisition mm-hmm. and the solar sing- solar shingles. They cost less to install total cost from development to delivery installation than asphalt shingles do 
because of limited supply lines and limited constraints. And that's not even accounting for any kind of income that might right. come from now generating your own electricity. And they made them look like shingles. You've yeah. got Spanish tile. Yeah, the Spanish got tile. <laughs> regular tile. They've got all kinds of different stuff. They look good. And they had to do that because of places like the Paseo that have historic preservation right. mm -hmm. regulations that say, oh, sorry, you're not allowed to be progressive because this has to that look like... What's interesting about a Paseo. historical building forever? Yeah, right. Paseo was like the place where it is progressive thinking and people that would support solar power, but at the same time, Paseo doesn't let you put solar panels on the south side of your roof because they might be visible from the road. But I think that's what I mean. To me, that's an example of look when you are innovative and you think about how to solve the problem as opposed to just trying to force the status quo to stay like, yes. Okay. We're dependent on fossil fuels. I get that. There's no easy way off of it, but instead of sitting around and just dumping millions and billions of dollars into continuing that infrastructure, here's a guy in a company in Elon and Tesla who have been focusing on, okay, well, how do we fix the problem? How do we find a new solution for later? And now they've done it. Yeah. And even like you're saying with their historic, like, yeah, so we, we know there are a lot of houses, especially high-end homes like in California and places where that Spanish tile stuff is everywhere right. and people are going to want it, not only because of historic or neighborhood alliances or any of that kind of stuff, but because if I my house has Spanish tiles on it, it's going to cost a lot of money to replace that with something that's not Spanish tiles versus yeah. now it's like, oh, I can just have my tiles replaced, which I would do here after the next hailstorm. Like, not to mention these things are freaking impact right. they'll, resistant. Yeah, they'll completely withstand a, a hellstorm, a little Oklahoma hellstorm. So, I mean, I just, I think it's, it feels like all of this is like death throes. It me. is death it throes. It feels like death throes. I think I've said that before. It absolutely is death throes. The death rattle, per yeah. se. Did you say earlier that you had gone out to um, iFly? Yeah, so in urban adventuring, my family went out. Uh, my niece turned 16 and she wanted to go to iFly. Um, so we booked a big family package and went out there, uh, which is up on Memorial in an area that's currently under development. There's a whole lot of stuff being built up there, new restaurants, new places. There's a bunch of stuff that I'm not uh, interested in any way, like main events. So main event is up there. I'd never go there. I don't uh. need to. If I want a bowl, I'd go to Dust Bowl or something. And then there's like Top Golf and stuff like that. But I've heard Top Golf is actually pretty fun. I've I've heard that too, <clears throat> but it's you know, it's one of those things like on a Friday or Saturday night if I'm wanting to go out and I'm not going to drive up to Memorial personally to sit in a little box and no. get golf balls out into yeah, but the. They bring you dinner and drinks and. They bring me dinner and drinks at the pump. <laughs> And it reminds me, I want to tell you about a dream I had last night because it freaked me out. Oh, yeah. It was extremely vivid. Um, but iFly was awesome. The thing that, I mean, it's basically indoor skydiving. If you don't know, it's super cool. We had eight kids aged three to my dad did it. I mean, he's 60 something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's a definitely an all ages event. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's very short lived, but it's, not at all what I thought it was going to be like. The thing that was really kind of eye-opening to me, too, is I was sitting there as the other people were going because you're all kind of in this chamber. They have sort of an airlock chamber where you have to be in that keeps the whole thing going. 
and I was looking at the guy at the control panel and he just has this knob <laughs> and the knob is literally wind speed. Like he wow. just sits there and cranks it up and down and he has little markers and he's writing our helmet numbers and figuring out our weights and calculating wind speed and stuff like that. But what was really eye opening to me is looking at the number. It was only like a hundred, 120 mile an hour wind. Seriously. That was keeping us flying uh. in the air. And I was sitting here thinking to myself, like with Oklahoma, how quickly we get to 80 and mm-hmm. like, those hundred mile hour wind gusts will literally pick you up yeah. and take you away. Like that's that was crazy to me. But now I've heard that the rush you get from that and the high that you experience lasts you all day. You just feel good the rest of the day. Did you experience that? Yeah, I mean we did it pretty late in the evening, so we all went oh, okay. um, out to dinner afterwards and ate a fairly heavy dinner of barbecue. Where'd you go? Rudy's. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Right Which is an interesting and... barbecue experience. It was a really good barbecue, though. I think good. they have pretty good barbecue. So if I was on a high, it was quickly <laughs> satiated <laughs> by a half pound of brisket. and Weighted down by beef. Yeah. <laughs> Burp, Charlie. But no, it was awesome. I definitely want to go again. And it, it definitely, uh, I've wanted to skydive for a while. And this kind of reaffirms that, yes, I do want to go skydiving. So... I think I'll spend some of the winter months going up there occasionally and kind of getting better at it and getting good. Cause they have a program you can, I didn't get much info into it, but I'm going to look into it. Some kind of a program where it'll basically walk you through a series of like techniques and different things where you can level uh-huh. up inside of the iFly world. And it teaches you how to like control yourself or do tricks or do spins. And these guys that the instructors that work with you, this guy was insane. Like, watching what he was doing in the tunnel, he was like pulling off like matrix level movie stunts. <laughs> Cause one he's, you know, he's doing it, flying around flipping and stuff like that. And that's all good. But then at one point he just turns, runs right at the wall, then turn just boom, right up and runs up the side of this like 25 foot chamber. And it looks like he's just running up the wall. Wow. Then he gets up there, he turns around, he's literally standing sideways against the wall. And then just like, dives back into the air and like does a flip and then like land is it's like hey crazy. you ever seen point break like yeah. all this the brody yeah exactly <laughs> but it was pretty inspiring to just watch that and be like man i want to do flips in the air and oh yeah skydiving and so did you say what the recommend- vivid dream was no so pump i oh, had yeah. a dream last night and it's funny maybe this was I tried to like break out and analyze why I would have had a dream like this. And the only precedent I can think of is the whole rock town climb OKC thing. But I had a dream last night that all of a sudden the pumps lease was revoked out from underneath. Uh Oh, and they were forced out. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. (laughs) Like it was just one of those things. And you know, I don't know what this says about anything, but I don't remember the, underlying reason i know somebody else was coming in to put something in the building it wasn't a bar i don't even think it was a restaurant i think it was some like almost like it was turning back into a service station or something like it was really weird but it was just this moment of like what the hell and i remember ian and Haley in the dream being they were just kind of generally like well you know this happens and they were like we got the bunker club we're moving forward you know whatever and I think they had even were talking about moving it to mm-hmm. somewhere else. And 
I remember there was a conversation. It was like, well, you know, there's that really cool service station right across from the farmer's market. Yep. You guys could just go and do that. <laughs> but, you know, that was a kind of a, it was extremely weird. Like I actually woke up from that dream. Like I had to give myself a moment to go, okay, that didn't actually happen. The pump is still there. It's okay. <laughs> How would you go about looking that up in a dream interpretation dictionary? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's definitely one of those. I don't actually recall dreams that often. Yeah. So it's rare that I recall something that's rare something that's so vivid. So I don't know what what it was that triggered that. but Man, I, that's a nightmare. Yeah. I actually recalled a dream. Um, and like you were saying, I very rarely ever recall mine. But the only clear part of it was, and this was, I think this was probably like um, – a couple of days after my mom had passed away, I had this very vivid dream that there were two gigantic German shepherds in this backyard. They, but they were like oversized German shepherds and they were extremely mean. And uh, I was telling a cousin of mine about that yesterday and she goes, oh, I want to look that up. And I recalled I used to really enjoy looking up dreams in those dream interpretation books. And so she looked us up and I don't remember exactly what the interpretation was, but it, it seemed very fitting for the time of like what my family was going through and what we were experiencing. Um, but that, that was, uh, I can remember being very afraid of those, of those German shepherds. And that's the only part that sticks out about that dream um, and how probably about that week. But anyway, so yeah, dreams. <laughs> weird, weird, yeah. weird shit. Speaking of weird shit, too, that somehow Aaron and I caused for each other. <laughs> yeah, That just happened about a week ago. Now, obviously, we live next door to each other and we, you know, run around the same neighborhood. <laughs> but I think it was Thursday night. I was going over to a friend's house and I had stopped at the Circle K over here at 23rd and Western to mm -hmm. buy a pack of cigarettes. And I, there's nobody in there, and I walk up to the counter, and I tell the lady what I want, and I look down, and there's a there's a Bible just sitting there on the counter. And it was this very specific uh, type of Bible. Um, it was a good news it Bible. Was, it was a good news Bible from, like, the late 80s, early 90s. And the, in those editions, they were gold mm -hmm. and kind of had these thick cardboard covers, and they're very recognizable. And I was, I looked at that Bible and I go, what is this doing here? And she goes, I don't know. Some, some old guy just left it there. And I picked it up and I was like, this is crazy. I haven't seen one of these in forever. I was like, this is the exact Bible that when I used to go to Presbyterian church, they had us use in our youth group and like in our confirmation classes. It's like, I think I still have mine at home. I was like, I just, I haven't seen one of these in for, forever. It's weird. And she goes, well, better you touch it to me. Cause if I were to touch it, you know, I'd burst into flames. She's like, you <laughs> She was like, you can take it if you want it. And I was like, no, nah, that's just that's just a really odd, curious thing and to if see you right now. If just opened the front cover, it would have freaked him out even more. Because yeah. <clears throat> I had left my parents' house on, what was that? A the Thursday? night before. It was a Wednesday night. It was a Wednesday night. And uh, I had seen on this bookcase my old confirmation Bible <laughs> from church. I was, like, I, was, I was wondering where that thing went. Um not that I wanted to read it or anything, but it was just kind of a, you know, it was a keepsake, a memento yeah. from back then. And I had my name inside of it. And I had gone, I was doing something really late at night here in Oklahoma City. And I was like, I'm going to go to Taco Bell. So I go to Taco Bell and I order and I just pull into the parking lot and I'm just going to sit there and eat it. And this kid comes and he bangs on the window and he wants a cigarette. So I just open the door and tell him to get in. 
and start He's, talking to him. It was just, just a homeless. total stranger. This, up this is a great kid. idea. A homeless guy. <laughs> Looked like he was probably 18 or 19. And I just started talking to him. And I gave him a cigarette. And, uh, and I was like, well, I got to go. And I got to start my car and I won't start. This was the beginning of my car problems that I had to finish taking care of today. And so I called AAA to come out and get the car started. And while I'm waiting on AAA, he, uh, he just starts crying. <laughs> And he's just boo-hooing about all these things that I can't really make sense of. There's, a, there's an ex-wife in there somewhere, you know, bad relationships with parents. Um, and I had like $3 and change left over. I was like, well, here, just take this $3 and, uh, you know, take care of yourself, man. I hope you have a good night. <laughs> he looked down on the floorboard and there was a Bible there. He goes, can I have that Bible? I was like, yeah, you can have it. If you really want that Bible, man, you can have it. And he goes, I said, well, where are you going to go? Where are you headed? He goes, I don't know. I'm just going to walk. I was like, is there somewhere I can take you? He goes, yeah, I mean, can you take me to a gas station? He's like, I can take you to that Circle K <laughs> at 23rd and Western. He's like, oh, that's fine. Just go ahead and drop me off there. And I pull up, and he kind of sits there and cries a little bit more. He gets out of the car with his Bible and his $3, and he goes into the store, and I drive off. <laughs> So and so that next night I go into the and so that I so had John uh, I had John opened that Bible it would have said property of Aaron South. You know what? I, had, I had almost <laughs> opened it but I was kind of sitting there looking at it and I was like you know what this is strange enough as it is I'm just gonna put this right back on the counter and I'm, I'm walking it's out of here. It's probably still there. So if you go into Circle K at 23rd and Western, um, they may just have a Bible sitting there at all times now and. But you're, you're more than so welcome to borrow it as long as you return it. <laughs> this is how the Gideon started. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be. It's the only reason it just became a thing. Just to place Bibles in random places. I think you guys need to start buying Bibles and dropping them at gas stations. Dropping them at gas stations. <laughs> It'll be the new gospel. <laughs> the good gas Bible. But yeah, that was a that was a funny little thing that, that but occurred. I can't when, you were, when you were telling me that story... I just looked at him and went, that was my goddamn Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, you were actually telling the story at first when we were back at mom and dad's and I was leaning over and I was like, that's, that's the Bible that yeah. I saw at, at, at Circle K. I walked out of there and that's when I, one of the first things I thought to myself too was getting into my car. I was like, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> I feel like they were. I feel like 2016. I mean, it's been a screwed up year in a lot of different ways. We've lost a lot of great musicians. Oh God, had some yeah. crazy political things. We've yeah. had just all kinds of nonsense going on. And it kind of feels like in these last few weeks or months or so now leading out, something feels weird. Like it, it does. Kind of feels like 2016 is like, you know what? I'm All bets done. are off. I'm not done with you yet. Yeah, we're gonna go crazy. I mean, well, like I saw somebody on Twitter yesterday said Fidel Castro couldn't even survive 2016. Yeah, I saw a great meme about that. That was it's one of those conversational memes where you have two people talking. Right. First person talking is the CIA, and he goes, "We've tried over the last 60 years, 400 and something attempts to assassinate or depose Castro." Blah 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 blah. The next person is 2016. Hold my beer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take care of this. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it has missed anyone at all. I mean, not not one bit. No, that's been it's been. It's almost as if I'd, wild ride. Yeah. Now we're standing up on a precipice, about to inaugurate. 
What? I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm not saying that I believe anything or whatever, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure at this point that he's actually going to make it into office. I don't I, I, Between vote recounts, between indictments, between lawsuits. And the electoral college. Between all this stuff. Like there might be some, I mean, it may not be any one of these things. It may be all of these things. Well, he's not even going to be able to handle the duties of a president. I mean, no, I mean, his cabinet choices coming out so far just seem like, Oh my God, douche is headed up there. Um, Scott Pruitt. What? Did you see Why? That? What? No, I did not see he's, that. He's now headed up there for a meeting with. Oh my God. He going to take the state jet too and spend more of the money we don't have. Oh, oh yeah. by the way, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go political on this, but I'm sorry. That fucking, I'm sorry. That fucking bitch. <laughs> Schools need to step up. Are you yeah. fucking kidding yeah. me? Oh. It is unreal. It is unreal that the stuff that comes out of her face. And she is, she is very much like, like Trump in that way, regardless of the, whether it was her policy or her actions or any that had any effect on it. The simple fact that as the governor, that's the stance you would take against yeah. it. Yep. As opposed to, we need to do better for our schools. Like, try to try at least to act like a human and rally people toward the cause. Like, I don't know. It's I mean, just, just like anything else. Sure. The school system and administrations are corrupt. Um, but it feels like there's always been this pervasive belief amongst a certain group of people that, um, schools really are non-deserving of, of anything else from anyone. And that that they really are so wasteful that it could just be done away with, and you know, public education. No, there's a uh, there's a West Wing meme that's been circulating around from Sam. I don't remember the character's last name, but Sam is the guy played by uh, Rob Lowe, uh-huh. and it's talking about schools. And it's I guess somebody commented on one of them that I saw that was like, it's really funny that you're posting this because it comes at the end of an episode where he's been advocating the whole time towards school vouchers and all these other things. But the point of the the quote is that schools should be palaces. Teachers should be making six figures. Like education should be the highest priority because it is the single most important thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd read something else in the midst of all this chaos that was, it was a more of a conspiracy conspiracy theory kind of whatever, but underlying, I think the, the idea is there is that, you know, we don't fund education because especially here, because it, it helps perpetuate the status quo. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. And, and uh, people want the status quo perpetuated. Right. And I don't know if it's as active of, reasoning as that but i think it's i mean i think there's got to be something to it it's this i mean they want things whether you're talking about oil or you're talking about energy politicians any of this stuff they want it all to stay the same because those people those organizations all have what they want yep and nobody wants to give up what they've got even if it's for a change for the better Mm -mm. They don't want to make any additional sacrifices. Is that, so, is that what we're going to watch? I mean, um, America really is the first time we've ever seen a country kind of go this far completely based in capitalism, right? 
I mean, has there ever been any other capitalist empires no, before I, America? I feel like I read that like we're the longest running democratic experiment. We're the longest running. I mean, we're we are seeing now completely new uncharted territory. We're seeing what happens after 200 years of this. So, so someone said, America, that was fun. What do you guys want to do next? <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, it almost looks like fascism is what they want to do next. It looks right. like capitalism uh, is sort of this weird precursor to, to fascism almost. Well, and I'm not like going to say that I'm a socialist or anything like that, but I think if you look at those words, capitalism, uh -huh. fascism, socialism, if you just think about the word itself, capitalism puts the emphasis on capital, on yeah. finance, on on that model and that entity, whereas socialism would put the emphasis on the society, the social standard, sure. the norm. Whether you agree with the principles of it or not, I'm not saying one way or the other that I do. To me, it's like under capitalism, the most important thing is is the dollar. Is the how dollar. many dollars you have, how many dollars you're making, how many dollars your company's making, and it makes people subservient to that. It absolutely makes people subservient so to it. So while socialism as a whole may not be the right answer, I think focus on society needs to be better. What are we doing that makes people's lives better? Who cares if it costs? What was, oh God, there was another great quote about education. And it was like, education should be the most expensive thing the government does. And it should cost the people nothing, just like the military. Yeah. And I think that's true. I mean, we spend $70 trillion a year on our military. And I'm not saying it's not important and that those people don't do great things, but... We are we going to have a society where, I mean, I, I watched a seven year old yesterday tell his mom that he was seriously considering joining the military. Mm -hmm. It's like a <coughs> seven year old thinks that his best move in his life right now is to join the military. Now, a lot of that is predicated off his particular passion for things like Call of Duty and you can get all that stuff. But when you look at where we're going, is it is it glorious to be a teacher? No, but if you go to the military, you're a hero. Right. And I think those people are, but I think there should be many more ways to become a hero. And I think we should look at people as heroes. Right. I mean, there's, yeah, that's a really good point is there are thousands of ways to be a hero. And it's probably better to try to focus on what you can do to be one of those types of people as opposed to somebody that wants to perpetuate um, a status quo or someone that wants to perpetuate a stereotype or, um, you know, somebody that doesn't necessarily like public or public education because when they were in school, they got held back and they're intimidated by friends that went to college. And now all of right. a sudden they're like, you know, very much against public education, but not for a valid reason. It's right. almost more for this sort of psychological thing going on in this specific person. Well, I, I, another thing, I've been doing a lot of, it's been interesting to see all of the stuff coming out in people's minds and the internet lately about all this. There's a guy, I guess he's from Oklahoma, I don't remember his name, but he did a kind of a Twitter story and he was talking about how the real reason or his, his perspective of why things are the way they are right now and why so many people voted Trump the way they did and they believe the way they do is because poverty is looked so down upon in the yeah. United States that people don't accept that they're poor or that they're impoverished. They literally <laughs> look at themselves under the, you know, the guise of the American dream as temporarily embarrassed millionaires. 
Yep. Like I'm gonna make it. I'm the American dream. America, we're gonna do. I can be. I can be. I can be a Donald Trump. I can be a millionaire. I can have a. You absolutely can, but you also need to be able to look at yourself in your current situation and go, I'm poor right now. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's just where I am, and it's things like the guy that got in your car and cried. He yeah. probably got in your car and cried because five years ago. Would he ever have thought that he would be where he was? Probably not. And probably couldn't accept the fact that he's yeah. homeless, wandering 23rd Street, asking for a cigarette and feeling, you know, so overwhelmed at the idea of $3 in a Bible. Yeah. Even though he left the Bible at the gas station later. <laughs> well, and here's another thing about capitalism is that if someone is poor, there are ways in the United States that they can either go and get a loan or go and get a credit card and then they can get this television and then this car that, that within their, you know, within their friends that are also poor, that these was, things are seen as, as you know, status symbols. That was part of this guy's story. He was like, they do things to appear not impoverished. It's people that, you know, I know people that make less money than me that have families that have all these additional expenses. And I watch them buy new cars and I watch them do this. I'm like, you're, you just put yourself in debt for another 10 years. You just yeah. put your, like, and again, going back full circle to the banks that you're putting yourself in debt to, what they're doing with that money is putting it towards these things that are hurting you more. Yeah. So. Another interesting thing to look at is uh, brand loyalty. It's that's a that's a oh, really geez. bizarre um, quality to our society as well because you can have a person that might say, you know what, I drive a Ford, I'm a Broncos fan. I'm a Baptist and I drink Coca-Cola. You know, somebody else would be like, well, I'm Catholic and I'm an Eagles fan and I drive Chevys and Pepsi is better. Right. You know, like it all seems the same. And so it almost, it's kind of like, well, then, and I'm a Republican. And right. I'm, I it seems like even politics is just part of this brand identity. We like religion we like even seems sides. like part of brand identity. And it's so bad. We can't even identify under the one brand of being American or being human or right. being like, I don't even like, I mean, I'm, patriotic i love this country i think we still have it better than pretty we much do. anywhere else we do i think some countries do some things better i think we do some things better i think some countries do some things worse vice versa but you know it it's just yeah i mean it's i participate in brand loyalty i love sure. my apple products we all do i, mean, I don't like it face. because it's apple i have thoughts even recently that are like man i'm seeing microsoft for the first time in my lo- like two decades do stuff that I think is better than what Apple's doing, but mm-hmm. they don't have the full gamut. Mm-hmm. They don't have the ecosystem that I'm involved in. And that's the thing. We're involved in an ecosystem together. We need to be loyal to that brain. We're not, we're not all Democrats. We're not all Republicans. Right. So to be so loyal to one of those brands inherently divides. It inherently divides. Yeah. So anyway, I'm ready for 2016 to be over. Me too. I'm ready for it to die. <laughs> We could do a <coughs> maybe an effigy, a 2016 effigy, and burn it somewhere. Yeah. Go buy some of last year's New Year's Eve decorations, uh, all the 2016 gold letters, and just start burning those. I guess John Oliver blew up a 2016 really? sign on some. Oh yeah, somewhere. I haven't yeah. seen that episode. Yeah, so yet. like the nail in the coffin for me is I've worked from home for eight years. Oh yeah, and that yeah. ends tomorrow. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I'm gonna miss that. I'm, I'm I'm now going back to a cubicle farm, eight to five with a commute. That's weird. It's literally like we've entered into a whole new universe now. Like I'm going back into the soul crushing lifestyle that I had left. 
just because there's so many things that made that lifestyle possible that have just fallen apart. Yeah. One of those things being Wells Fargo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So just another one of those things where, you know. Hey, I want to mention something real quick, too. My brother, Jeremy, that lives in China, uh, was just here for a visit, and he was... He was kind of like one of Elemental's original customers totally. before he left. And whenever he comes back, he always brings his own uh, coffee supplies and, and utensils with him. And, you know, inevitably we have discussions about coffee. And one of the things that he had pointed out was that you don't have to be an expert in coffee to make really good coffee. The simplest thing that you can do is go to your local roaster, find a local roaster, just walk in there, buy a bag of the whole beans that have been roasted within the last month, and you can just even grind that at home, and if you want to, just use it in your drip coffee maker at home, and you're already making coffee that's 100 times better than anything that anybody else might be able to serve you. Just that's without having to be like, well, I'm going to measure it out, and I'm going to only do a pour over, and yeah, it doesn't take a whole lot to improve the quality of your coffee. No, it's about where you get your coffee and yeah. focusing on, you know, it's again, shopping local. Shopping local. And Don't I bring that because you're wearing the elemental that, shirt. That's a cool there. elemental shirt. Yeah, I like this elemental shirt. Oh, oh the DNA. It's the first time I've been going to Elemental for years now, and I always go look at their t shirts because I, I do like a good t shirt, and they've never had one on my sign. They, they released these with the DNA Racing mm-hmm. collaboration, and I finally found one that was my size. I was like, yep, buying it. Nice. Took it. <laughs> And I got a, I got my Team Octopus shirt. Oh, yeah. oh I need to order that. They yeah. went back on That's sale. That's a nice shirt. Fits me perfectly. I wear it underneath my new uh, River Sport Rapids hoodie. <laughs> so if you like hoodies, you got to go out there and get a hoodie. Get a Team Octopus shirt and a hoodie yeah. and go check it out. He's almost done with it, isn't he? You're getting That's really Jack close. Yeah. Well, now that it's finally cold out, I finally get to wear my NASA sweatshirt that I bought back in May when we went out to Hollywood. Yeah. And it's... It's awesome. Yeah. I wore it all day yesterday the huge NASA logo. It's just nice and thick. It makes me feel a little uh, astronauty. Oh, we're all wearing our brands. <laughs> yeah, I mean we are. We're definitely Elemental. River yeah, Sports, say if there's some brands that I'm loyal to, they're <laughs> right. represented there right here. There you go. Yeah, it's inescapable. But we're wearing local brands, and you're wearing a, a, a pretty badass brand that's not local. But well, if yeah. you're on Mars, it's going to be pretty local. I, if there <laughs> were like two things, I would give more money to if i was in charge of that it would be nasa and education period and, and, and just like the movie interstellar shows you that uh yeah both of those things get screwed over in the future oh those are the oh, old wait, federal texts what do you mean yeah. in the future yeah. we're already there oh, i guess the, the we're headed for the future yeah. and the and the future's well, now i say we we've got a couple more episodes in 2016 but i'm gonna go ahead and say let's Let's call it on 2016. Call it's it. over. Call it, friendo. It's done. I'm ready for 2017. Yeah. Maybe we should just hibernate through 2017. I'm ready to go back to bed right now. <laughs> no, I, I think that's the opposite. I think we need to be active. I think You're we right. We need to be engaged. We do. I think realize that every dollar you spend is a vote. Realize everything you choose to not speak up against is a vote. Don't put up with crap. Uh, that's one thing I'll tell you right now is don't be, I'm not putting up with crap anymore. <laughs> not that I run I into personally. I don't run into things like racism and discrimination too frequently. And I'm, I am privileged in that way, but I, I when I do, it's not going to, 
I'm not gonna. It's not gonna stand. Nope. I've even warned my family. I've even warned. <laughs> <laughs> family, you've been warned. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> yeah. We sometimes got into political conversations before, but nope, not anymore. All right, well, 2016, I shall tolerate you no. no longer. Hang in there, everyone. We're almost there. Stay tuned. We've actually got some big stuff coming up. Our 100th episode coming. is coming up very soon, and yep. we've got some really fun stuff planned. So stay tuned. Follow us at Wafty Show, Facebook slash Wafty Show, mostlyharmless.media. Become a member. Again, vote with your dollars, and it means a lot to us if you want to throw some dollars at us and tell us that you like what we're doing and you want us to keep mm-hmm. going so and we've already explained to you how your dollar works that it is very powerful so yeah all right we'll see you next week all right we'll see you next week out you've been listening to the wafty show with steven aaron and john as always we need to thank joshua path for the use of our theme song cement truck off the album between heaven and jonestown recorded by the magnificent kurt pr kurt's awesome that is available on itunes cd baby and anywhere the internet can be found Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. One, two, I'll